Hello, I'm Brent Bell at a school at Darlington, and I want to welcome you to the Darlington Podcast. I'll be talking with coaches involved in fall sports at Darlington, and we'll hear about how our athletes have been preparing over the summer and what we might expect to see over the next few months. Welcome to the Darlington Podcast, a production of Darlington School in Rome, Georgia. Join us as we take a look inside and outside our classrooms and connect with students, teachers, alumni, and more. With us today, we have Athletic Director Eddie Guth, Assistant Athletic Director and Head Football Coach Tommy Atha, Head Softball Coach Darlington alum Anna Harris, uh, perhaps known to her fans as Anna Swafford or Swaff. Uh, from her time uh, as a Darlington student. So welcome everybody, good to see you today. Uh, glad to have you with us. Good to be glad here. Glad to be here, thank you. Well, uh, Coach Guth, let's start with you. Tell us a little bit about, um, obviously, uh, maybe Georgia high school expectations for the fall season. Um, you know, last year we had some some crowd limitations and some different dynamics with COVID. I know uh, Coach Swafford had to, uh, to change the softballs from time to time during the course of the game. Where is, where is Georgia High School athletics with, with the COVID protocols as we enter the fall athletic season this year? Well, right now it seems like Georgia High School wants us to go on as business as usual. They, they, we have no restrictions like that in place. We have no way that we're going to be limited to our capacity to our games. They're not mandating any of those things. Um, I know this thing is always changing, and I, I hope we're going to have a safe year. I hope our Everybody understands the importance of us continuing to do the best we can at all times. Um, I am very excited about the upcoming season. I feel like the, the female side has, has been better in the weight room this summer than ever. I think they've been great. We had a record number of children at all our camps this summer. Um, it's been a great summer so far and it's been definitely busy. So we are very excited about the expectations and, and what we're able to do. Great. Excellent. And uh, the softball program's already underway, right? It is. We were supposed to have our first game last night, but we got lightning out. Okay. So we will play again tonight at 530 at Walker, our first region game. And then we play again tomorrow at home, 5 o'clock against Cass, and then Thursday at 5 o'clock against Holy Innocence, which is another region game. Mm-hmm. So we're just getting started right off the bat. Right off the bat. Well, tell us a little bit about your summer Preparation. How how's the team get ready? Obviously, it's always interesting to me. Um, and and we do start school a little bit later than some other schools. But but um, you know, starting your games before school starts and you get that routine of at least I know you know who's here in the morning and right. all that sort of stuff. How does tell tell us about how you get ready for the season? It does present a challenge sometimes because obviously the past couple of years we've been in like a rebuilding stage for the softball program so sometimes it's up in the air on how many girls i'm going to have out so mm-hmm. i'm always kind of communicating with other coaches letting them know hey we we might have enough to play i'm not sure but this year has been awesome because we've had 14 girls come out some new faces i returned almost my whole roster from last year and those girls have really stepped up to be good leaders in the weight room and on the field everybody's showing up in the weight room everybody's showing up to practice i think the smallest amount of kids we had at practice this summer was nine, which is record for me. I mean, mm-hmm. I, at my first year, I was lucky to have maybe four or five girls at summer practice. Mm-hmm. So hasn't been an issue this summer, but sometimes it does present a challenge, if, you know, with us starting school so late. But they've been working hard, and they they look really, really good. I'm excited. Very hopeful. Um, we actually kind of started off from where we left off last year. So we were able to get so much good work done this summer mm-hmm. because we weren't having to start from scratch. You know, my like I said, my older girls, my more experienced girls really stepped up and were good leaders for the newer girls. 
So I think, you know, we're going to do something special this year, at least get a, a few wins under our belt, and I'm excited. Great. That sounds terrific. That sounds terrific. Uh, and Coach Ethan, on the, the football side, um, some, some would say the season never stops. <laughs> um, tell us a little bit about uh, summer preparation um, and uh, when, kind of where you guys are in your, in your season as, as we get ready to kick off here. Yeah, absolutely. We were just very excited. You know, really for us, we feel like uh, the next football season gets started when we have spring practice at the end of the, the school year. And, and we were very fortunate to end the school year and able to have spring football practice. And, you know, so the protocols going into the summer were back to normal. We were excited to be able to have all of our kids in the weight room at the same time. Uh, and so we really felt like we were able to get a lot of work done. We had several seven on seven uh, competitions or events uh, throughout the summer. So that was different from the year before. And, you know, we feel like that's just a, tremendously vital part of, of what we do in the summertime. You know, the other thing that we were very excited about, and you know, you talked about uh, one of the benefits of starting school a little bit later, is we were able to take the team back up to Camp Skyline for three days and just get away from everything and have guys live together and practice together and spend time together off the field. Uh, and we just, you know, we were able to get in uh, two multiple practices, which was uh, extremely beneficial. Um, you know, uh, going into the season, we're very excited about our numbers right now. Um, if we, you know, well, when, when we tee it off Friday night in our scrimmage against Callaway, we'll, we will be at 53 kids on the roster, which is extremely exciting for us. Um, you know, we lost some very good players from last year, you know, uh, we had uh, five out of 10 seniors that have gone on to play at some level mm -hmm. uh, from, you know, the Ivy League to, to NAIA to Division Three football, which we always are very proud of. But, uh, you know, we've got some kids coming back in this junior class, or excuse me, in this senior class, they were juniors last year, you know, who were big time contributors for us and got some other younger kids coming along that, that we're gonna be counting on and, and some new faces. So, you know, we're very excited. You know, like uh, Coach Guth mentioned, you know, being able to get the crowds back into the stadium and and all the, you know, all the, the, the normal pageantry stuff and traditional stuff is very exciting for us. Um, you know, we start uh, this Friday night, we will host the defending AA state champions and the Callaway Cavaliers. So. You know, probably the the stiffest test of the entire regular season comes in the in the form of a scrimmage, uh, and then after that, you know, we've got a very very difficult uh, non-region schedule uh, with some traditional powerful teams like Heard County and Bremen, and and uh, you know we also uh, have a, a slate of non-region games against other single A private schools before we get into our region schedule. So, you know, a lot of hard work's gone on. Um, but we're very excited to get the season started. Great, great. So um, a lot of good information there. I love to hear uh, positive numbers in both programs. Um, you know, obviously one of the things we want to do at Darlington is uh, give, uh, you know, students a chance to participate. So I uh, really appreciate that. The other thing that I heard uh, in, in kind of all three uh, sort of comments that I think is interesting maybe for our listeners 
uh, because it may have been a little different uh, when, when some of us were in school, is, is that commitment to the weight room um, and the sort of conditioning and um, working to become a better athlete and things like that. I don't know, uh, Coach Keith, you want to comment on that and, and just kind of share a little bit of your thoughts on, on why um, weight training and, and whatever it's strength, agility, whatever it is, is, is so important for you know, high school athletes uh, in particular, and, and even not just those that maybe are looking to, to play at the next level or something like that. Well, right now you're going to get my opinion and just my years of experience with this, but I believe the weight room is the most important room in the athletic department. I think it does nothing but give us great benefits. Uh, it's going to make a, a kid stronger. It's going to make, keep them healthy. Um, they're going to feel better about themselves. They're going to realize that they can perform well. And uh, it, it does a little bit of everything. I think it's just as important for us to focus on nutrition, that we educate our children on, on what we do there. I think Tommy's done a great job with that in the off season, providing the, the different nutritional supplements uh, to the football players and, and the people that are working out. But I, I do believe that the weight room is the core to our athletic department. And I, I wish we would just use it every day, just year round, boys, girls, Everything you do, you know, you just got done watching the Olympics for a long time, and you watch those Olympic sprinters. They're not small people, and they're 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 very strong. And it's just like adding more horsepower to an engine. And I'm a huge believer in it. You'll see those Olympic athletes. And, you know, the weight room is just as important as their mm -hmm. actual, you know, sprint training or hurdle training or anything that they do. And they're in the weight room every single day. And we were in the weight room almost every day at, at Georgia when I played there. It's a huge component, not only making you stronger, faster, more explosive, keeps you from getting hurt. The only time I dealt with any kind of muscle tear injuries or anything was when I was in an extra hour of hitting instead of in team weights with the team. And after that, I was never taken out of weights again, didn't get hurt again until I got hit in the face, which is not a muscle injury. <laughs> so, you know, I'm a huge component for the weight room and then for the girls, you know, the women, our biggest goal for softball is not just to create better ball players. We're creating strong, independent women, and we want to be able to teach these life lessons through softball and the weight room that they can carry in, into life. Mm -hmm. And they need to be able to walk into a weight room or a gym and have some idea of what they're doing after they graduate high school. Because it's very intimidating to go into a gym with a bunch of people that look like they know what they're doing, whether they do or not. And then you get intimidated and you might walk out and then you lose that that health component in later on in life you know so i really try to encourage my girls to get in the weight room to take strength and conditioning if they you know haven't been working out in the, end of the summer or anything like that just because it keeps them healthy and then you know builds that confidence that you know they can walk into a gym or they can go work out and feel good about their bodies and take care of themselves and it's just it's important in sports and then later on in life too mm -hmm. great uh, one other thing for, for our listeners I think would be would be great to catch everybody up on, and, and perhaps most people uh, are aware of this, but uh, maybe Coach Guth or, or Coach Ath, either one or anybody can kind of take this because everybody it, it addressed it. Explain uh, single-A private uh, in terms of our classification and, and how we compete in athletics uh, now. I mean, we, we have people that listen that probably played CUSA and Pepperell and Model you know, that was the, the the main part of their schedule. We probably have other listeners who played Macaulay and Baylor and military schools and Riverside and things like that. How, how, what does that look like for, for the Tigers these days? Well, we definitely miss some of those good old days back in AA when we played a, the local schools around here. We thought that those were great traditions and great rivalries. 
but Georgia High School felt it was better that they basically eliminate the, the, the public schools and the private schools and put them in separate spots. And so that's exactly what they did. But we are where we are. We're going to compete with who we compete. So we, we all compete against other private schools that are, that are in, in, in single A. Um, I, I can tell you this, it is turning into an extremely competitive league. The, 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 the bar is getting raised every day because these are independent schools that are proud and they want to win. It's just like everybody else, just like we do. And they're working harder and, and finding better coaches and finding more coaches and doing what they have to do to succeed. So even though we've only been in single-A private for a few years, I've seen the competition level just continue to increase each and every year. So, Coach Ath, you may want to – Yeah, you know, when I first came, um, you know, there were not nearly as many independent schools that played in the Georgia High School Association as there are now. And, you know, over the last 20 to 25 years, you've seen the increase in day schools, especially in the Atlanta area. Um, and, you know, of course, you know, we still have the opportunity to schedule um, public schools in our non-region schedule. They've placed us in the private school regions. Sometimes that becomes a chore. Um, you know, you know, when you're going to schedule a, a, a public school, you know, usually it's going to be a better public school, uh, which is a good thing because we always want to make sure we're playing against great competition. Um, but when it comes to region play and state play, um, you know, we, we will now be competing exclusively against schools uh, that are of the same enrollment uh, that are on the, in, in the private school classifications. Yeah, and, and, and big, some big-time talent and across the board and on every sport, it seems like, to, to what Coach Guth was saying, just a really high level of, of, uh, of athletes and, and competitive atmosphere, um, you know, and hopefully some of those trips you catch the traffic right. Amen to that. Yes. <laughs> a little extra. So uh, just to finish up, um, maybe uh, Coach A, the Coach Harris, maybe a couple goals uh, for the year, not, not uh, you know, high-level goals that you maybe are, are kind of core to your program year in and year out. And then, you know, something that we should be watching for uh, this season as we as we come to games and, and we check it out and, um, and we think about, uh, you know, football and softball this fall. Yeah, I mean, our main goal, like I said, is to build strong, independent women and to have fun, but just to continue improving, really, and just to raise the standard. And, you know, I've talked to the girls a lot about how, you know, we might push you a little bit more because, as you can see, the program's growing, and that's due to you guys' hard work. And we can't keep the standard at where it was a couple years ago. We've got to keep raising the bar, and we got to keep pushing you guys more so that we continue to grow and get better. Mm -hmm. And they've really answered to that. And so... Just look for continued improvement, and the girls having a lot of fun and competing out there because I just preach to them every day that as long as you give me 100% effort, as long as you go out there and compete, I'm going to be happy with the result. And they do that every single day. They go out there and give me their best, and that's all I can ask for. So just expect a fun environment and lots of energy and and improvement. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah, you know, for us, I've always said we want to be a much different football team in November, God willing, late November. Um, to December than we are in August and September. And, you know, so we just, we talk every day about, you know, bring your value. You know, we, we stress to, to the kids each and every day, every one of you adds value to this program. And, you know, my charge to you is you bring your value each and every day. And if everybody will do that, we will get better week after week. 
And, you know, if we focus on that and we focus on becoming better football players and a better football team, you know, all the other stuff will take care of itself. And, and you know, hopefully that, that uh, you know, ends up being successful in terms of, of wins and losses as well as just being, just being better players and better young men. Great. Excellent. Lots to be excited about this fall. Um, Coach Guth, anything you want to add? Obviously, we also uh, have volleyball is, is up and running and cross country uh, as well. We wanna, we're going to touch base with those coaches here shortly uh, as well and, and get their take on the season. Uh, but what about from your perspective as you look to the fall? No, I, I definitely want to talk about cross country and volleyball. They've had a great summer. I think Coach Cop's done a great job building the volleyball program. I'm anxious to see them compete. That's going to be exciting. Extremely pleased with what Coach Evans has done with his cross-country team. Just the attitude has been great. Watching those kids running two or three times a week has been great. Keeping up with their mileage, having different incentives for them has been exciting. I uh, just want to tell everybody to make sure they mark on their calendar for October 9th. That'll be the big cross-country festival, and it's always one of our biggest events on campus. So. Excited about everything going on on campus. There's a real positive feel for Huffman. They've worked very hard, and now it's time to see them go. All right. Well, great. Well, thank you, guys. Uh, thanks, everyone, for being on today's podcast. Uh, thanks to our listeners for tuning in to this episode of the Darlington Podcast. If you will, tune in each week wherever you like to listen to podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe. Check out today's show notes at darlingtonschool.org backslash podcast. If you have any questions about today's program or ideas for a future episode, send an email to communications at darlingtonschool.org. The Darlington Podcast, a production of Darlington School in Rome, Georgia, is a collaboration between the communication, advancement, and IT teams, and the intro music is student-produced. See show notes and hear more episodes at www.darlingtonschool.org podcast.